welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome to this Wealth and Purpose podcast. This is your host, Patty Lennon, and I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Jennifer Bell. She is a good friend of mine. I've known her for years. The reason I'm bringing her on the show today is because she at one point was an angel sent to help me along my path at a time when I needed it most. And I'm going to talk with her about what caused her to follow the inspired action to help me. Now, Jennifer, for a living, she helps entrepreneurs put form to their vision. And this was something very specific that she helped me with along my path. So without further ado, I want to bring on Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Patty. I'm so happy to be here. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to get into the story of what it was like at that time where you became an angel for me. But before we do, I want to ask you in the context of this podcast, what is your definition of wealth? Because everyone has a different feel for what it means. Certainly it includes money. Um, What beyond money is wealth for you? For me, it's really the ability to live my own life fully. And that encompasses a lot of things. For example, getting to spend time with my kids and raise them and getting to do the things that make me ridiculously happy, like go to the movies and read young adult novels. But to be able to do those things in the context of, I am who I am. There's nothing that I need to really defend myself around, but I get to be who I am unapologetically in this world. To me, that's a very wealthy, well-lived life. Mm, I love that. And now I have an idea about what your purpose is based on where I see you thrive and how you help people. What would you say your purpose is? I I spent a lot of time thinking about that question. The truth is, I think my purpose is to create. And there are a whole lot of things that live under that also umbrella. I guess I'm into umbrellas today. But at the end of the day, just create. And it might be writing my own books or co-creating things with clients or creating ridiculous little animal figures with my children. But like, there's just something about the energy of creation that I think that's just why I'm here. It just comes out of my eyeballs, my fingertips, just wherever it can come out. Mm, Oh, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I always feel more creative when I'm around you. So, um, what we want to talk about today or what I want to go into, because we've had, we've been along this journey together for God, since 2012. So six years, we've known each other, probably seven. When I first met you was during a really challenging time on my journey. And I'm just going to give, for those of you um, listening, I want to give you a little background and then I'm going to ask Jennifer some questions. 
if you have ever felt like living out your purpose has caused you to give too much away, you've been told, stop giving it all away, stop giving it all away, this podcast is definitely going to help you, I hope. I think as purpose-driven people, we have a great desire to help others. And sometimes that includes helping others just because they need it, not necessarily selling something or making money from it, but finding that edge of where are you giving more than you need to be giving versus helping because the divine sent you to be an angel for someone, I think is is generally a point of confusion for, for many of us. And I was the beneficiary of Jennifer's health and um, during a time where I needed it. And I, I want to hear more from her as to what caused her to help me at that particular time. So to give you the context, I was, I had now decided to do a crowdfunding campaign to launch a conference that I was very committed to launching. In that time period, I was the primary caretaker for my mom who had cancer and my husband was out of work. And so financially, we were really at a point where it felt quite challenging uh, around money. And living in a spirit of wealth was not <laughs> probably something I would have been teaching at the time. It was not my optimum wealth mentality at the time. And so I had this opportunity to speak at a conference that Jennifer and I were going to be at. And I had planned to launch the crowdfunding campaign that day at that conference. Lo and behold, it became clear that my mom was actually not going to recover from her cancer, that she was going to die. And it was likely that that potentially at the time of the conference that might be happening, that she might be dealing with that. And I decided to postpone the crowdfunding campaign, but I didn't want to lose the opportunity, the the stage that I was being given to present to all these women. And I was in a mastermind group. It was a single event where we were put into circles randomly and Jennifer was in my circle and each of us was given the opportunity to put forth a challenge. My challenge to the group was, here's what I'm up against. I plan to launch this crowdfunding campaign. I have this amazing opportunity. How do I use it? And Jennifer jumped in and literally put form to that vision. She pulled out of me so many ideas of what we could do and and held my hand while we put that vision together. And so Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. That was a lot of talking on my part. I would love to hear from your side, what compelled you? We were here in this room with all these entrepreneurs networking. The goal was to bring in new business and yet you offered me your help for free. What, what compelled you to do that? You know, I think first of all, we were in an environment that was very geared towards, it was designed to help women have a space to support each other. Like That's what it was for. The mastermind was to not only share what was burdening you, but to receive support. So I think being in that environment, first of all, was, you know, setting a stage uh, you know, that being said, if we were in conversation and I had just met you and felt your energy, I probably would have done the same thing. But I do think there's value to finding yourself in environments that encourage collaboration and support. The second thing is, you know, 
anyone who knows Patty obviously knows that she's a very special person. So I think it sort of goes without saying that you have a very gentle and magnetic energy around you that draws people in. And that, anyway, my impression was that you were creating something also meant to support moms, to support women in business. So the energy of what you were looking to create, it wasn't like, oh my God, I just really wanted to launch this gizmo to help me flip burgers faster. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the thing that you were trying to put out into the world was a meaningful and important thing in in my book. And so that was a draw. And you were coming from a place of the kind of real life vulnerability that we all experience. Not all of us are brave enough or willing to talk about it, but whenever we hear someone else willing to talk about how hard things are or how scary things are, to me, that's a huge relief. So to hear you coming forward and saying, I have created something and I see something big and wonderful, but I am not in a good place to do that right now. And I'm scared and I'm not sure what to do or however it was that you said it, that activates compassion that activates also some sort of, if I could help, why wouldn't I, you know, this is not you coming to me saying, you know, could you just give me some free advice or could you just tell me a bunch of ideas that I'm not going to pay you for? That's not the energy like a of who you are or B of what an entire environment was. And so, you know, you're, you're in a space in your own life where you could use support. You're doing something powerful and important I think to the world being of service and it allowed me the other thing that happens for me is if something triggers me it's just there it's right it's just there it just appears in my head or my body like that's something that I was supposed to give to you it wasn't mine anyway so it was a combination of all those factors if that makes sense mm, I love that so what I'm hearing you say, and and I've tried to break this down, like when I've stepped in and helped someone, given them a service that I normally charge for, and I felt good and clean about doing it, mm-hmm. what was it that separated that from the times where I've given away because I was afraid to charge or I felt bad charging? All that stuff that I think gets in the way of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, like those those kind of those negative, the shadow side of our giving nature, right? And what I'm hearing from you is that you felt it in your body. Like it wasn't something that was in your mind, which I think differentiates where inspiration comes from. I think we feel it in our body more than we feel it in our head. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think also there's a reciprocal nature and you can, again, feel in your body when somebody wants something from you and isn't interested in valuing it in any way, just wants to get something versus when it's a truly mutually respectful and valuing relationship. I think you can feel that in your body too. Mm, Yeah. I love that. So my experience of that night was one of pure magic because I think it was you know, I tried, it was really interesting because I tried to show up that night as this strong woman entrepreneur, you know, like that was kind of the energy of what I wanted to portray. And I was all ready to come in and get these very like 
just put it out to the group. And just for those of you listening, the nature was we would get paired in these groups of six and each person would have 10 minutes to quickly share their challenge and get feedback from the group on, you know, just how to solve that challenge. And I was ready to be very fact-based. And I I don't remember if I broke down crying, but I'm fairly certain I did. <laughs> and, you know, I share that because I think there are some ideas about, you know, showing up, how, what it looks like to show up in, in power. And I think showing up powerfully in your life just means being in alignment with wherever you are in the moment. But I'm curious, do you agree with that, Jennifer? Or how? Do, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's funny because you're also reminding me of something that happened with the two of us a few years later at the actual convention. So a few years later, a couple of years later, we were at that that big annual convention for that very same group. And I had been doing like, okay, in my business, but I ran into someone who I had known for a few years, hadn't seen her in a while. And she, her business was just flourishing. She was a coach. She's wonderful, gifted. And she, you know, was giving me her advice on how to accomplish what she accomplished, which is not at all the way I did things, which is, you know, to like to do the same thing for 18 months in a row and before you can expect to see that kind of consistency. And with my brain, the thought of doing anything for 18 months in a row makes me explode. And so I I was just like, well, clearly I will always fail at business then. And she then also shared with me that she like made a quarter of a million dollars that year. And, you know, that's a lot of money and it was a lot more than I was making. And between feeling like she and I had started in the same place and now she was so successful, obviously compared to me who was, must be failing and that you have to do it a certain way because if you don't do it that way, you, you won't be successful. And she wasn't like, given me in a crappy way. I was just receiving it that way and feeling crappy myself. And I sort of turned away from that conversation and ran right into Patty, who probably said hello. And I just started crying. <laughs> I burst out crying. It was too, and I think I had a newborn daughter at the time. Like it was too much. It was, I was either pregnant or just had a kid. And I was just, and so Patty then reciprocally was right there for me. She, I don't, like you, guided me, you supported, like, it was just, you offered me something. I think we ended up having a conversation then or after the conference that I just, I could not hold that together in my own self and body. And you were exactly there at exactly that moment. And we're exactly the right person to fall apart on. So I think it Mm -hmm. comes around. (laughs) What's so fascinating is that had you not helped me that night, that conference probably never, maybe it would have launched, right? Like the universe sends us lots of angels and and guides. So I probably don't want to say it wouldn't have launched, but I can say firmly it did launch because of you, in part because of you. And had it not launched, then that moment where you were struggling wouldn't, I wouldn't have been there to support you. So full circle. I see it all the time. I'm telling you, not just in business, but in my personal life too. I I see moments like that and I take a step when something that really feels miraculous happens and I take one step back and I think, oh my God, 
I got here because this, 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 and this, which had nothing to do with my plan to get to this moment, but is the reason I'm here. And it's almost like the exact opposite. I don't know if that's clear, but I'm just amazed sometimes. Like it, it, it wouldn't have happened, but it's exactly what needed to happen. I, I love that. Yeah, because we follow this path of faith. At least that's what I believe. If you want to create wealth and stay in alignment with purpose, you must, must hold faith because that line is not straight, right? When I was a corporate banker, the line to making a lot of money was a straight line. But when I went out in this world where I'm following my purpose and having to hold faith that it's that I am being guided and then I'm doing the right things, then without faith, I, I think it all falls apart. And as I've watched you grow your business, Jennifer, I think one of the things that stands out to me is your ability to reinvent yourself and in that reinvention to hold that faith that the reinvention is right for you. So tell me a little bit about how you hold that faith. Yeah, it's funny. It's it has become a very clear choice. Like it took me a very long time. I had a lot of frustration around having faith and isn't that a stupid thing to do when all evidence is pointing in the other direction. And I think from learning from teachers like you and and doing practices, I have consciously grown the ability to see where I'm at one of those crossroads and that I have a choice. Uh, It literally just happened to me a few days ago where something that I was expecting to come through in business that I was sort of counting on and excited about didn't come through. And it was for, you know, perfectly fine reasons. No one did anything bad or wrong, but it was a shock to my system. And I was, I I said out loud, I, I was like, it's easy to have faith when things are all going well. The whole point is to have faith when they're not going so well. So for me, it's become the need to very consciously be aware when I'm feeling shaky and to not allow external circumstances to determine the value of my entire life. Um, Mm. That's a big one. So, and then I'll often take a time out and do, you know, do a writing exercise, do one of my, my open the door tool to literally allow myself to write out, express the things that I'm afraid of, the fear and the resistance and the doubt that I might be feeling really strongly at that particular moment and to let those feelings be heard and not squash them or deny them or run away from them, but allow them to come out allow them to have space to breathe and to engage with them, you know, as an adult, not squashing them down or silencing them, but to say, okay, I hear you. You know, what's true about that is, you know, this, you know, this thing that you thought was going to happen didn't happen. And that was really disappointing. And you were counting on it in these different ways. On the other hand, what's also true is that it was, you know, on some level, it must have been the right decision. And it's opening up this opportunity for you. Like, I have to talk myself through that whole process to sort of come down off the ledge, but one step at a time, not trying to completely lop it off or ignore it. And then in that space, I can come up very organically with alternate evidence that supports the fact that 
things are okay in many other ways, um, that it will be okay, that I've gone through things like this before, but it requires a real conscious effort. Oh yeah. That's so good. Cause I think at least what I was spoon fed since I lost my corporate career, I don't know why I said lost, (laughs) gave it up. Maybe that's some weird Freudian slip. But anyway, since I left my corporate career, and launched and and joined this world of entrepreneurs. I think this is way more in the entrepreneurial space than it is in the the corporate space is this idea that if you have doubt, if you get shaky along the path that there's something wrong with you. That if you're not the badass, then you're not embodying what it means to be a successful entrepreneur. Mhm. And yeah. that's and that may be true for a percentage of entrepreneurs. Certainly, I think ones that get a lot, like the ones that you know invest a lot in getting their their brands out in front of you know the entrepreneurial world, have really cultivated this idea. What I have found though is for those of us who really truly feel led by our purpose, tend to be soft hearted like deep down inside, we may have a, you may have like an M&M shell. You may have like, I don't know, some, some softer shell. What is that? Like Rolos, you know? (laughs) Um, But inside it's soft and gooey and you have to let that part of you have some breathing room because when it, when it's disappointed, it needs a little recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It, it, I think this also ties into not just within the world of entrepreneurialism or business, but in our society at large, the, the things that are prioritized or respected or valued are not necessarily the things you as an individual actually care about or value. And I think it, it takes a lot of consciousness on that level also you know, just as you're talking about a definition of wealth, like how do you define wealth? How, you know, it, and if, if wealth is something bigger than the amount of money in your bank account, are you willing to step out into the world and own that? Because we are surrounded by people who don't, they, who don't believe it or it's not true for them or, you know, are, are fighting that. And so, I think we also have a lot of naysayers. So when something doesn't go right, you don't get as much of an outpouring of that's okay. It'll be okay next time. You know, there's a reason why have faith. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been an entrepreneur. What do you expect? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they're not saying that to your face, but that's what you feel. (laughs) You feel like once they leave you, that's what they're saying. So, um, and and I think it's a journey too, right? Because I do think most of us who are driven by purpose also come with a lot of woundings and a lot of false beliefs around money. And I do think there's a need for all of us to go after lots of money. I've said this lots of times. Money controls a lot of the power on the planet. And if we're going to shift things towards good, if we're going to eliminate war and famine and violence, the good people on this planet must control the money. Mm. However, we need to do it in a way where we don't sacrifice, like you said, all of the other aspects of wealth that are important to us. Yeah. 
So um, thank you so much for being here, Jennifer. Before we conclude, the one question I always like to ask is, so if you were to give a piece of advice to our listeners on what you feel someone most needs to understand as they're walking that path of creating wealth while living their purpose, what what advice do you have for them? Or even what advice would you give your younger self? Mm. I would really tie it back into give yourself the time and space to think about what is really important to you. Because as I've said, the rest of the world will define it for you happily, but you will not, even if you get all the stuff on everybody else's list, it won't satisfy you. So you need to figure out what it is that you're hungry for, that you long for that. And and it, it doesn't, matter what it is. And no one else has to even see your list. But if you've got it and you reassess it because things change over time. So if you come back to it and say, you know what, that used to be important to me, but today, you know, this year I realized I just want to eat a lot of Oreos or, you know, (laughs) you know, just for example. Um, So whatever that is, but let that be uh, like your central guiding, you know, let that be your to-do list and let that be your touch point. Because, you know, when I'm walking in the morning and I drop my kids off at school, I can say, you know what, thank you for giving me a home that is right next to the school that they go to and for allowing me a schedule that gives me time to walk them to school. Like to me, that is worth a lot. And when I can be conscious of it, it fills me up with the gratitude and knowledge of I am creating something good and it might not look like hers or his, but this is what mine looks like. And that gives me more of an ability to feel good and proud and have more confidence in creating more of what I want. Mm, Love that. Love that. That is such a good place to end. So for those of you listening, if you are in need of someone that can help you put form to your vision, Jennifer is amazing at helping people get like mixed up multifaceted ideas out of their head, out into the world, into a, a, in a way and a shape and a form that can make it actionable and make it something that you can take into the world, honoring that deep sense of creativity. If that is something you're looking for, I definitely recommend you check out Jennifer's website. Jennifer, where can everyone find you? Thank you. Uh, a place of so again, aplaceofjoy.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can get my 10-Minute Miracle, which is a super amazingly helpful tool that only takes 10 minutes or less. Um, that is a game changer for a lot of people. And that's just a gift at the bottom of the page if you want to grab that and become part of my community. I would love to see you there. I love that. Yes, it's awesome. Get it. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you, your gift to me five or six years ago, whatever it was at this point, and just being in my life today. Thank you, love. Thank you, Pat. And you know what? I'm going to throw one more thing out there because you just reminded me. Yeah. The other reason why it is powerful for me to have helped you is because what you were doing was helping many, many other people. Mm-hmm. And so one tiny action of mine of generosity and thoughtfulness could radiate out and literally shift what was going on in the lives of people all over the place. And I think that's a powerful thing for everyone to know. Oh, 
Thank you. I love that. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye, love. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.